Hey guys, it's your girl Zoe here from the CHH podcast team and welcome back to the CHH podcast where we interview women in Christian music all over the world. In this episode, we'll be talking with singer-songwriter, author and preacher Maddie Ray. We talk with Maddie about her involvement in church and also her passion for young people and the gospel. It's a really inspirational conversation, guys, and we hope you enjoy it as much as we do. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and on TikTok at CHH Podcast to join in the conversation. Thank you so much, Maddie Ray, for joining us on the CHH Podcast. Um, like we've just chatted a bit before we started, and I'm super excited to hear what you've got to say to everyone. But could you just yeah. start by maybe introducing yourself to people who don't know who you are and what you do? Yeah, well, again, thank you so much for having me on here. I love all that you're doing. I'm excited to be a part of this uh, and love, honestly, what this podcast stands for. I, I love, you know, there's so many incredible uh, women, girls, young women uh, and women that are just a part of, you know, just uh, the music that they put out, the ministry that they're doing. So really, it's an honor to be a part of this. Um, I'm a Christian recording artist and youth evangelist. I'm 22 years old. And so I write music. I perform music. My style is, uh, <laughs> I wish I could give you a very defined style of what my music is, but it has gone from hip hop to pop to at times contemporary Christian to, uh, we're going to move into a little bit of rock as well. That's coming. And so really just, you know, all types of music, but my heart with my music, you know, is really to connect with this young generation. I really use my music as a way to uh, get the attention of young people because obviously music is a huge part of culture, a yeah. huge part of our, our generation. And so I create music that really stirs up young people to be passionate about God. And then as an evangelist, I go out and I travel and I spread the gospel. I love to share with our generation uh, just the life that we can live in Jesus Christ. I really even target a lot of young people in the church um, because I think there's so many young people that have grown up in the church, mm. pastors, kids like myself, like you, yeah. church kids that are in the church. And there's a disconnect at times. There's a disconnect with God. There's a disconnect with the church. There's a disconnect with their purpose and their identity and as it relates to the church and their relationship with God. And so I'm really passionate about going into churches, going into youth groups, going to conferences, going going to wherever there are young people at to just really minister the true gospel mm. and the life that they can live in Jesus Christ. It's a life where you don't have to go out into the world to find your purpose, your identity, your calling, you know, how to use your gifts. Um, and so I'm really passionate about doing that. And I use my music to get their attention and say, okay, yeah, 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 we'll do some cool music. I'll wear some fun outfits. We'll shoot some cool videos. But now that you're in, now I'm going to share with you the gospel yeah. and I'm going to help you to live out the life that God has created you to live. And so I do that. I also provide a lot of resources for this young generation, my generation. Uh, I say young generation, uh, even though I'm only 22, because <laughs> I, I, I'm still. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've, I've grown up in a family who has just dedicated their life to reaching this young generation. So sometimes that terminology is just engraved in my brain, even though I'm a part of it. Uh, we're all young, though. So young generation, it's me, too. It's our generation. Yes. But um, 
So I'm really passionate about providing resources. So not just telling you what to do, but giving you the resources to actually walk it out. And so I do that through books that I write. I'm an author. I've released several books. Um, I do that through merchandise. I create uh, merch so that way young people are passionate about the Lord, even with what they wear. Um, and then I also do that through a lot of just video content that I put out, whether it's on my YouTube channel um, or even a uh, youth broadcast that we do at our church that I host called The Encounter Live. So we also do a youth uh, broadcast, like a digital revival, um, which I'm sure we can talk more about that in a moment, but just a really neat uh, broadcast that we do uh, to just create a space and a place for young people to encounter God. And so I hold dear to my heart uh, the verse uh, in the Bible where Paul says, I've become all things to all men that I might win some. I will do anything and everything that I can with where God has gifted me in yeah. to present the gospel in any way possible to young people. Wow. Wow. What an answer. <laughs> what an answer. Oh my gosh. Mm. I feel like we need to be ready for this for this interview. Like we need to be buckled in, you know, ready because there's going to be a word. There's going to be several words <laughs> come out of this interview and I'm so ready. Um, thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Maddie, I am so excited to hear what you've got to say. Um, I mean, you, you first talked about music and using that as the kind of hook to reach people, which is amazing. Like, we think music is so powerful, hence this podcast. Um, and, you know, just chatting to you now, I'm starting to understand, like, the wealth of experience you have, even being so young, you know, the young generation, being so young. <laughs> I got to stop. <laughs> and the young generation is like, sis, we're, we're still young. We're still- I've, I've been getting more comments about that recently. And I'm like, I didn't even notice how much I do that. You know, take, take it or leave it. You get what I'm saying. We're it's young. Fine. It's young. We yeah. Are. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I kind of wanted to just touch on your music and the fact that you haven't just started this music scene. You've been around for a while. I know you started to release music around 2015. Um, but did you always know that like music was going to be your thing? Did you always know that that was going to be your hook that you reach young people with? Like, what was the journey? Talk us through the journey. Well, to answer that first question, no. I remember being 10 years old and my dad asked me, you know, Maddie, what do you think about, you know, doing music or being on like our praise and worship team or you know that? I'm like, mm, no, that's not really for me. I'm like, I just want to go, you know, minister to the kids and like, you know, children's church or whatever and do that. Um, but to give you probably a little bit better history, um, our, my parents are pastors. They founded our ministry over 25 years ago. Um, and we started our church a little um, backwards, I would say, or kind of, you know, most people would bring in families and then do outreaches for young people. We started by doing outreaches for children and teens. We had a small congregation that was a part of it. However, surprisingly, as we began to bring in some of these young people, kids and teens that we were reaching, um, the church that we had, the congregation that we had, they weren't comfortable with us bringing, quote unquote, street kids off of the streets into our church. And they left. And when people leave, so does their wallet and their money. And so we were in a time where it's like, okay, God, you know, my dad, my parents, my mom and dad saying, God, you, you called us here to reach these young people, these kids and teens to do these outreaches, to have a bus ministry like we have to do these um, outdoor outreaches that we would do called sidewalk Sunday school, where there were these big trucks that we would take the side of it would actually be cut out and pulled down into a stage. And so we would take these trucks out to the streets, the side would come down as a stage and it would be set up to hold Sunday school on the sidewalk, the sidewalk Sunday school. 
And so we would do that, have outreaches. We started busing in the kids. And when all the people left, that was a really, really hard time for our ministry. And so in um, my book, Dwell, that I released, I actually share a lot of my testimony of me growing up in the church. It was actually a very literal thing that happened where during that time where we didn't have any money or resources to keep doing what we were doing, there was such a level of sacrifice that my parents gave during that time where we actually lost our house to foreclosure. We lost our cars to repossession and we had to move into the basement of our church that we had, our warehouse building church that we had. We had to move into the basement and I grew up as a little girl, literally in the church. And, um, And throughout that time, you know, God's provision was just so great. It was so incredible just the miracles that would took place where literally we had no money yet God would just make a way for us to keep doing what he called us to do um and so you know fast forward a little bit things continue to get better you know we built our congregation up again Mm -hmm. but throughout all of that uh we just kept reaching kids and teens and in that that's where the music started to take place where the music that I started to do although I wasn't really gonna do music and all of that uh one of the ways that we decided to reach young people was through an online kids show and I was 12 years old and I was uh sitting with my dad and I think I was praying or something and my dad heard my voice and was like Patty you just have such a voice that kids would love to listen to and so he created an entire kids show um called the Maddie Ray show And so that's where even the name came from. My name is Madison Reyes, but we kind of coined the name of Maddie Ray and um, created a kid's show. And in doing that, I would sing little jingles, like, you know, little songs here and there just for the kids. And everything just continued to evolve. And so as we even talk about the journey of music, I always share this portion of it because I think some people, you know, can see what I do and think, oh, well, she's just, you know, living out her dreams of all she dreamt of doing. But really, it was really two parts. One, it was my dad, who's really been behind all that I do, giving vision to reach young people. And two, the call of God that was on my life. This wasn't something that I was just dreaming of doing one day. This was something that God, I feel God created me to do this. It wasn't something I was like, oh, I want to go find this and do that. But it was like, no, this is why I'm here. This is what I was created to do. And I don't have a choice. No matter even if I'm 100% in or 100% not in, this is what I'm called to do. And as I began to do it, I just began to fall in love with ministering through teaching and music. And when I was about 14 years old, again, the evolution of all this, 14 years old, we started an all-girls rap group. And so we began to do a rap group called Righteous Noise four girls, uh, me and three other girls. And that's where I really began to just love performing. We would go out and we would like perform at like, uh, you know, malls and like uh, out here we have um, what's called like a Six Flags Great America, like an amusement park and like things like that. Um, And so like we would perform at like all these different events and we would sing, rap and dance. And it was just a blast. And all the girls were like in their 20s and I was only like 14 and I was just loving life. I'm like, this is so cool. I'm like, I could just like do this and do that and perform and relate people to Jesus. I'm like, this is amazing. And so when I was about 16, that's when I began to really, it, it, it became something I was really passionate about. Mm. So I started writing my own music, uh, creating my own songs, uh, choreographing my own dances and doing all of that. And um, at about that point, 
that's when I kind of started doing this uh, solo artistry and started becoming a solo artist. But then at about uh, 18, that's when things kind of turned a little bit um, where this became more of an outside thing rather than an inside thing, where before I was only doing this for our church and for the kids we were reaching. This wasn't something where I was putting my music out for others. It was just our thing. Like we're just, yeah, like Maddie Ray's an artist within our church or, you know, we would be bussing in, you know, hundreds to thousands of young people. So this was just our thing. But then at about 18, somehow my music began to get out. Uh, we would release it like here and there. That's where you see like 2015. It kind of like we started releasing it a little bit just so that way the kids could have it. But again, not thinking we're going to go into the industry or really like do anything further with it. But then some industry people started uh, coming across it. And so that was kind of the beginning then of the professional journey um, and maybe national journey of my music really going more um, national than just local. And so I started, you know, kind of um, getting to know people in the industry, um, was approached by several labels, um, was a part of a distribution deal. Uh, where I was a part of uh, RMG Amplify, which was really great being uh, with them and doing things with them. And so just really uh, began to get great relationships and great connections within the industry. Um, after all of that, which literally that journey from 18 years old uh, kind of continued all the way until literally, I'd say the end of 2019, beginning of 2020 is when it kind of began to kind of come to a close where we made the decision, uh, myself, my family, and our ministry, that I was going to remain independent. And the reason for that was because of just a lot of the ministry that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I release music, but I'm also a preacher. I am a mm-hmm. preacher. I preach the gospel, and that's a big part of what I do. And uh, we just felt that we needed to stay independent to do what we felt God was giving us the vision to do. And so, but out of that whole journey, um, God has placed so many incredible and amazing people within our lives that have come around us to help us to walk out uh, the vision that we have to reach this generation. Um, And so in my music now, we continue to produce music and I'm releasing a lot this year. I kind of took a bit of a two-year pause. We were kind of seeing what we were going to do with the industry. I wasn't releasing a lot. Uh, But now, uh, as people have seen and you'll continue to see, we're releasing a lot this year, which we can talk more about and a lot next year. Um, just a lot coming out, a lot that we're able to just kind of have the reins on and to just steer it and do it. Uh, but we really feel God's hand is just on it. Mm-hmm. And the music that we're releasing, it is it is for now, for the generation that is here right now that needs it. No, definitely, definitely. I mean, it's so interesting that you talk about, um, you know, the music being a following like not being the main thing initially, like it being like, oh yeah, this is a way to get people. And then it becoming a passion, like that, that's really interesting to me. Um, And I think you said quite early on in the conversation that you couldn't necessarily put a genre on what you do or like a style on what you do, which I love, you know, there's some bits like I was listening through um, your music yesterday and today, I preparing for this interview. And there's some bits that are like, okay, sis can rap. Like, and there's some that are like ballads and like proper on, like full on love songs to God, which I absolutely love. And then there's some bits that are a little bit rocky or a little bit more like pop. And I'm like, I love that. You know, you shouldn't have to put yourself into a box. That's amazing. Um, But how did you develop your style? Like you said, you kind of sang a bit in worship at church, but like, what was the process of deciding what my sound's going to be like? You know, every time I do like conversations like this or interviews like this, I 
you know, I get after clear inspirations and I'm like, I didn't like grow up on like, you know, like, oh yeah, this person, that person. I didn't grow up like that. It was again, like I said, very just ministry, not so yeah. much just like music always playing around. However, a big part of uh, my influence um, to even, you know, for us to even start like the girls rap group and to rap, like even saw or heard me doing some of my music, my dad would bring in Christian rappers all the time into our church. And so we would have concerts every single month at our church for several years. So we were bringing in so many Christian rappers all the time. And so that was a a big portion of my life was really mm-hmm. those Christian rappers. I remember my mom uh, wanting me to listen to, um, I don't know if you know this group. I don't, I don't know what they're doing today, but it was a group called like the Barlow Girls. And they were like singing like super, like, you know, kind of like your Christian contemporary, kind of like ballads and all that. And she kept wanting me to listen to that. And I'm like, mom, I'm like, I don't want to listen to that. I want to listen to rap music. Like, I want to be a rapper. Like, you know, that whole thing. And so that was a big, a big part of my life. Um, and so I think the two worlds kind of collided of this fun that I loved having with like the rap high energy. Cause if anyone's ever seen my performance, my performances are very high energy. I dance, I sing a rap, I jump around, like we're going to have a blast. Yeah. And so uh, I love the energy of that. But then I also love worshiping God. Yeah. And when I worship God, I'm so just passionate just about him. And so I think those two really come together, you know, the rap side of it and then the worship side of it. Mm. And then somehow, just like colors blend, somehow that becomes pop every now and then. Sometimes it's contemporary uh, every now and then. And so I think it's really just those two worlds that have collided. And then, you know, m- my dad, I'll, I'll probably say this, my dad grew up on like 80s rap and pop and kind of that whole feel. So every now and then he'll pull that out and let us hear it. So yeah. I, I, I pull from that just a little bit. Not that I listen, like listen to it, but he'll, he'll pull that up a lot. And I definitely at times will draw inspiration from it. You know, your Michael Jackson's and your, yeah. your others. It's, so some of that will blend in there a little bit. I like that though. I like that you're not doing just one thing. You don't have to. So, you know, keep going, keep, keep yeah. doing your thing. Um, I think it would be interesting for us to kind of discuss specific songs, um, you know, as we kind of lead to some of the recent singles that you've put out already this year. You know, you've just yeah. said you're going to put more stuff out. So I'm excited about that. I mean, if you want to give us any sneak peeks, I won't stop you. Just going to say that. <laughs> but um, let's talk about um, confidence. I love Confidence. I think it's a great song. That Confidence in general, but the actual song, also very brilliant. Um, And yeah, you said you show your range off really, really well in that song. Can you just Mm -hmm. tell us a journey about writing this song, producing it, and what, you know, was going on behind the scenes as you're putting this out? Yeah, that song I actually created and recorded all the way back in 2018, or 2017, 2018. So that one was like a while ago, even though we released it recently. Yeah. Um, That one... You know, that one for me was really just a personal kind of like statement of just who I am um, to just know that it's okay to be confident about who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. I get asked all the time, how are you so confident? And I think sometimes people can be mistaken to think that it's like, oh, yeah, she's just really sure about herself and just really confident about, you know, who she is. And I tell people all the time, there is a difference between self-confidence and having your confidence in Christ. Personally, I don't believe in self-confidence because I think our self is unreliable. The only person that is reliable and constant and never changes is God. 
We can wake up every single morning and our view of our, our viewpoint of ourselves is different every single morning based on how we feel, based on what we're wearing, based on what other people say, based on something that we just looked at at Instagram before we looked in the mirror. So we're, we're constantly changing. So to be confident in ourselves, that's not a very reliable source to say, well, I'm just confident in myself. Well, you're not going to be confident every day. But if you're confident in Christ, who is unchanging, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, then therefore your confidence doesn't ever have to change. And so that song was a statement of, yeah, I'm confident. I'm young, I'm proud, I'm tough, I'm loud. You can't bring me down no way because I know who I am in Christ Jesus. Mm. It is because of him that I am who I am. No matter what you say, no matter what you think, no matter even what I think, Get that off the table. Yeah. What God thinks supersedes all of that. And so that song was a very just power packed song. And even a statement too, for us as young people, the beginning of the song, um, you know, talks about, you know, they try to tell us that we're too young, thinking that we don't understand, you know, that you got to live a little, you got to know a little, you got to understand a little, but it's like, Hey, we've been through stuff too. Like we're going through real life stuff too. Yeah. And it's defining who we are. It's defining our character. And it's to show that even though we're young, we can still be defined by what God's word says and we can walk in confidence every single day. Do you know, Maddie, I'm really reminded of that um, scripture in um, First Timothy where Paul is telling Timothy, like, don't, don't let people despise you because you're young. And that yes. honestly was like a life motto to me as a teenager because I think I was like you where I was like, I don't understand why I need to wait till I'm a grown up to be used by God. I don't get it. And exactly. I'm like, calm down, Paula, sit down, sit down. I'm like, no. Let me stand. I want to stand. Right. Do you know what I mean? And, um, all jokes aside, I just think it's so important that we go as young people, as the young generation, that we go, <laughs> we <don't even> think, <laughs> the young generation, um, that we go back to the scripture and just be reminded of like, these people were different ages. You know, these people had a mentorship mentee relationship and it wasn't of him putting it wasn't of Paul putting Timothy down because he was young it was of uplifting him it was encouraging him to keep going it wasn't to say it's it's Timothy being an example saying Timothy although you're young not only are you empowered to stand but you are going to be an example to the church whether they're older than you or not and I think that's very important to put that confidence in our generation today is that you're not just a, a an example just to your friends yeah but you can be an example to the body of christ mm-hmm. i'm 22 years old and when i go out and minister i'll minister in front of crowds of people that are all adults and older than me that doesn't matter i can still be an example in the way that i talk the way that i walk the things that i know the way yeah. that i live the purity that i live in all of that is an example and that's where young people need to have that confidence that when you are to stand and rise up and not be pushed down by others that might want to discredit you rise up and be that example, live out that life that God has for you. And it will encourage not just your peers or those that are just your age or younger, but everyone that's around you because the word of God speaks for itself. And if it's alive in you, then no matter how old you are, it will have an impact. No, I was going to ask you about that, Maddie, and I'm really glad you touched on that. Do you ever get like older people trying to dismiss your ministry or trying to dismiss what you do? Because like you said about, yeah, being able to speak in crowds and like, obviously this isn't just young people, like their parents are there, their grandparents are there, their aunties, uncles. Do you ever get people that are like, oh, you're so cute, bless your heart. And you're there like, no, 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 I'm actually a vessel used by God. Maybe listen to the words I'm saying. Like, how do you, how do you do that dynamic while still being, I suppose, respectful? 
gratefully, I have not encountered people that have come to me and have tried to discredit that. Now, could that go through some people's minds? Sure. But I I believe the biggest reason why I haven't had that, and I shared this earlier, is my father has helped me to do the ministry that I do. What most people don't know is I sit with my father every single day, and he gives me wisdom on what I should do, what I should say, how I should present my ministry. Every time I go out and speak, we sit down and he helps me with my sermon. He helps me to construct what I'm going to say. He teaches me, Maddie, you have to use scriptures. Those that are older will respect and appreciate that you yeah. stay in the word of God. And it's not just some young 22 year old just spitting out of the mouth, but you're in the word of God. And so I really honor my father in giving me the wisdom that he has. So that way I don't run into that. Yeah. And I listen to what he says. I say, okay, dad, I'm going to do what you told me to do. I'm going to, I'm going to say to this, I'm going to use these scriptures. I'm going to, I'm going to carry myself in this way. I think that's a big part of it as well. Most people would never know that I'm 22 until I tell them that I'm 22 because I don't carry myself as a 22 year old. And I've learned that from my father. And I take everything that he tells me very seriously because I take serious the ministry that God has given me. And I know that I need to have an impact on kids, on teenagers, on adults, and the complete family as a whole. And so I appreciate what he shared with me because I think that has really helped. So that way I have not encountered some of those things that people might say. Wow. Wow. I am, I'm in awe of that like relationship with your father, like being able to work with him, being able to do life with him, being able to do ministry yeah. with him. And I think like, it's so evident just like talking to you that that has positively impacted you from young yeah. till now. So yeah. honestly, I just, I just pray that like, you just continue, you just continue. I have like no words. So you just continue because mm. wow, like Thank it's you. so needed. I think we don't see a lot of that Um, where, especially like, I don't want to make this a whole pastor's kid episode, but like, especially with like ministers, kids or preachers, kids where it's very easy to want to run away from ministry because of situations that have gone on. So you are definitely a testimony. You are definitely an example um, of it going well, I suppose, number one. Uh, and number two, you're really normal because I think some pastors' kids that like are close to their parents are really weird. And I'm going to tell you that for a fact. I know some weird <laughs> Um So thank you for being a normal human being. Um, but yeah, like, honestly, which jokes is like, I'm honestly, I'm just, <laughs> I think, I think yeah, you living that so loud and proud is a real example and it's a real blessing to see. So I, I, I thank God mm. for you. Um, I'm just excited to speak about some of the recent music that's come out. So you had the kind of dual single, the dual single of No More Lies and Never Let Go. Tell us the journey of those two songs, why you released them together, why you released them when you did and how you put and how you made the whole thing happen. Yeah, um, those songs were really fun to do. Um, those were, yeah, definitely kind of when I started uh, working with different producers and 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 go, getting into different studios, which was really fun. Um, Never Let You Go was actually really funny because that was like my first time going into like kind of industry like studios and like getting around some of those people um like that we're like at times we would like maybe bring in like a producer to like work with us at our church because we kind of like have a whole setup there at our church and a recording studio this is like my first time like going into like Nashville and like doing that so I remember being in the session and never let you go was like the first song that I wrote in one of these studios 
And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna write something and I'm gonna sing it. And they're gonna be like, that's so dumb. Like, why would you write that? And so I was like really insecure and nervous. I'm like, I don't wanna sing. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're gonna be like, who brought this girl in here? She can't even sing. Like, I was just so nervous. And so I remember though, it was, it was such an edifying moment where I was writing the song, Never Let You Go. And the song's all about just our fidelity and loyalty to God, where the word of God says that God will uh, never leave you nor forsake you. And I think a lot of times we stand on the other end of like, okay, God, thank you. But it's like, well, hold on a second. What about you? Can you say the same thing to God of God? I'm never going to leave you. I'm not going to walk away from you. I'm never going to let you go. Because we see a lot of young people today that can walk away from their faith, that get caught up in things of the world. And I'm always on the side of, I'm going to talk to the young people where you're willing to make that choice of I'm not going to go to the world. And I love to edify young people like that because I think a lot of times we focus on everyone that's out there and not living their life for Christ and those that are get overlooked because it's like, oh, you're doing the right thing. You're good to go. But I want to edify those that are like, hey, are you with me and saying, we're not going to let them go. So that's kind of what the song was about. So I'm writing it and uh, the producer's like working on a beat and kind of like working on something. And I'm like, okay, I have it. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I wrote the song. And he's like, that quick? And I was like, is it not supposed to be that quick? I'm like, well, then what did I do wrong? And he's like, that was like really fast. And I'm like, oh yeah, no, 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 no. I got like a couple more that I can do. Like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no. And so I write a little bit more, but I'm like, okay, like I'm done. I'm like, this is the song. And so he's like, okay, let's record it. Like, oh my gosh. So I get into the studio or into the, you know, recording part of it and I record it and I'm so nervous. But then as soon as I, as soon as I sing it, uh, he's like, Ooh, that texture. He's like, yeah, go ahead and do that again. And so as soon as he like said that, I was like, cool. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. I'm like, this, I'm all good. And, uh, we recorded that song, literally did the whole thing in that setting, uh, just that one session, finished the whole thing. And, uh, the producers that were a part of it were incredible. It was, um, Cobra Music Group, which, which was Juice Bangers, uh, Dirty Rice, Chris Mackey, and Joseph Kolosny. And, uh, they were, uh, just incredible to work with. It was really fun. And so we did that song. And, uh, yeah, now we released it. And then with, uh, No More Lies, yeah. that one was written with a different producer, uh, one of my favorites, Andrew Bergfold. I love working with him. He honestly just made me feel so comfortable in the studio because I was also at the time where I was really new to it. And, um, we just had fun making that. And it was just a song about, but again, my confidence comes from you, Jesus. I won't listen to the lies. Um, uh, it's in you that we find the truth, you know, of who we are. I think so many young people are trying to find their identity today of who they are. And that song is like, it's in you, Jesus, that I find the truth of who I am. I won't listen to any of the lies. And so that song's really about identity. It's about confidence. It's about truth of who God is and who he's created you to be. And uh, we released them both together. And that's a little bit of the theme that we'll be doing throughout this year, okay. releasing two songs at a time. So literally, um, I know by the time that this gets posted, it'll probably, these will already be out, but literally uh, in uh, the next couple of weeks, two more songs will be releasing Ooh. at the time that we're recording this. And then I'm sure by the time this is out, we would have released several others uh, that have come off this year as well. So there's basically loads of music for us to catch up on is basically what I'm hearing. Like loads of music. Yes. So now you're listening to this now. There's a lot of music to catch up on. Remember that song, you know, Glory and So Good. Those are the ones that are coming out now, but they'll already be out because you're listening to it now. This is the magic of TV. <laughs> Literally, it's like, 
in the views one I made earlier. Yeah, no, it's going to be great. Speaking of Never Let You Go, I'm assuming, or, you know, you're going to let me know if this is right or wrong, but that's kind of where the children's book Never Let You Go came from. Yes? Yes. Yes. So could you tell us a bit about the fact that you have a children's book out? Like, that's insane. I know you said you're an author and you, you said that so, like, oh, yeah, I write a couple books. And I'm like, she writes books. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just recently released a children's book. Can you just tell us yeah. about that? Yeah, so, you know, reaching kids, that's just in my DNA, you know, that's how I started. I started out doing a kid's show, which, you know, people sometimes like to go back and watch it on YouTube. You can, it's still on there. And, and you'll see me just as like a 12-year-old little girl just sharing stories and interacting with characters and teaching. And so, literally, this song of Never Let You Go, we were planning the release for it, and I was... um I think we had just released, because I also released another song called No Bad Days and released a, a book to go with that one as well. And a uh, kind of like a, a little morning confessions prayer guide that released. We were at the end of releasing that and we were on like a call together as a team. Like, OK, the next you know campaign we're doing is never let you go. No more lies. Let's start getting ready. It was like 1, 2 a.m. in the morning that we're like trying to finish all this stuff up, finishing up the, the books and, and all of that. And I wind up going to bed and I wake up at like four in the morning and God just, I just get a vision from God of this little girl holding this balloon saying, I'm never going to let my balloon go. And I just kind of see this picture of it. And, you know, uh, um, we've always created stuff for kids. We've done lessons, we've done stories. That's been a big part of it. The graphics of that uh, we've always done in our church. And so in seeing that, I'm like, that's it. That's, that's a kid's story. Like that needs to be a, that's that, like, that's the book. Like that's a book for kids. Like, you know, my mind's kind of thinking like this little girl with this balloon, this is a whole story we could tell. And God's like, yeah, that's, that's why I'm giving it to you, Maddie. He's like, you might want to get up right now. Now I'm not one. God doesn't usually wake me up in the middle of the night. Cause I usually won't get up, but he's like, he's like, Maddie, I have a story for you. And so I'm like, okay, God, I'm like, let's go. Let's do this right now. I'll get up. I'll write it out. So I literally got up 4am in the morning. And I, he just gives me the whole book. I literally write the whole kid's book that right there. And literally at 4 a.m. Wow. for probably one hour. I think it took less than an hour. Just boom, right there. God's just, just giving it to me. And so I write it all out. And the point of the book is this little girl where her parents give her this little balloon uh, that, and they tell her, don't ever let your balloon go. They're like, don't let it go. Here's this balloon we're giving you. Don't let it go. And she goes throughout, you know, her childhood and she kind of has this balloon and we talk about all of that. And she has a moment where some bullies come and they try to take her balloon and they get hold of it. And, you know, they, they, they let the balloon go. And it's like, oh no, like her balloon, like she's not supposed to let it go. And so she's on a playground and she's trying with all her might to get her balloon back. And she finally gets up to the tower of the playground and she gets her balloon and she's like, I'm never letting my balloon go. And she goes home and she tells her parents the story. And at the end, her parents tell her, we're so proud of you. But the reason we gave you that balloon is to be an example of how you should be with your faith. Just like you never let that wow. balloon go. Don't ever let your faith in Jesus Christ go. Don't ever let go of him. And so it's the story encouraging kids that it's from the from the youngest age that you're at now. You're learning about Jesus. You know who he is. You might have accepted him into your heart. You don't need to let him go. No matter who bullies you, no matter what comes at you, no matter how hard life gets, don't ever let him go. And so 
that was the story of the book. And uh, our team, our graphics team, they're the ones that created it. Uh, they did all the graphics, all the illustration wow. for it. Uh, the girl who uh, primarily did it, she's 19 years old. Her name is Gianna Jones. Uh, her father is actually the one who would do all of that for my dad. And so wow. he's been the one that has helped my dad to create all the stories. <laughs> exactly. And now he's raised her up. And now she's creating it uh, for me in the books that I'm writing. And so it was a great process as a teacher. I dedicated the book to my dad because it was only through his inspiration of being a little girl sitting there watching him tell stories and create these, you know, lessons and stories for kids that I was able to draw inspiration. And in the book, the little girl, it's me. That, that That was me. That was my parents telling me to never let go of my faith in Jesus. And so that's channeled through the book as well of that little girl kind of being an example of how I've lived my life um, and encouraging other kids to do the same. Oh, that's so nice. Oh my God. I can always <laughs> see it as well as like a cartoon. Like I can visualize it. That's so beautiful. Oh, I'm yeah. excited to see how far this book goes. Um, yeah. It just reaches Sunday schools, reaches kids like all over. And I know you speak a lot about nationally because you're really known in the States and like over here in the UK, maybe not as much, but I genuinely feel like there's an international pool. Um, like even when we start mm. this conversation, like before we started recording, we were talking about like flying internationally and and like post-COVID, how we're going to travel. Honestly, like there is no limits to where God is going to take you. And this might be the thing. It might be like the various other things that we're going to talk about that you do, but it might be the book that literally, like like, English is spoken everywhere. So it could literally, it could go anywhere and the story could be relatable anywhere. And I just, I just thank God for, you know, first of all, getting you up at 4am and being like, wake up <laughs> wake up like get up you know number one and number two for your obedience because yeah you could have said oh I'm doing these other things like I, I don't do this right now but your obedience is something to be championed it's something to be celebrated like I can see that you live a life of obedience and that's so thank encouraging you. to to see and to hear so thank you for sharing that yeah thank you so much I appreciate that obviously being a young woman social media being a huge part of your life already just as a young woman but then on top of that being an artist being an entrepreneur being a preacher social media is a battlefield it's a minefield it plays games with us just you know it's just there to make us yeah constantly doubt ourselves and if we aren't rooted in something strong it's very easy to lose ourselves and I just want to kind of ask you about your journey, about how it's been um, helping you building a brand, but then also the not so nice side of things, Um, you know, this year especially, and I don't know if it's because there's been lockdowns and several different things like that, but council culture has run rampant and people have said things and everyone's decided, okay, we hate you now. Um, And I don't know if you've come across any situations like that where you said something online and people have been like, we don't like her anymore. She's cancelled. And yeah, just tell us, you know, your journey online. I I think that's a very big and loaded question, but um, I'd just be interested to see how you utilize it as a young woman. You know, my thoughts on cancel culture are you, you just you just can't cancel the gospel. You just you can't cancel Jesus. Okay. You just can't. And so to me, I, I don't I don't spend my time there at all. I mean, I, I say this kind of jokingly, uh, but it's for real. <laughs> they tried to cancel Jesus, you know, and uh, he rose three days later, having defeated death, hell on the grave. And now he sits at the right hand of God. I mean, they tried. You just can't. And and us as Christians and believers, you just you can't you just can't cancel us. You really can't. And so I'm never afraid of that. Um, 
I use a lot of wisdom um, with what I post online. That yeah. goes back again, like I shared with my father. We're very intentional with what we put out because we, we don't, I think sometimes, you know, you can just kind of go about things at times very flippantly of, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And it's very based off your feelings, your emotions, and just responding to things. My dad has really, really helped me and really taught me because I'm a very passionate person. I mean, I'll jump on a train in a minute of these different things going on and, hey, I want my voice to get in there. My dad has really helped me, though, to just use wisdom and have self-control in those areas of we don't need to respond to that or Maddie, you don't need to post that, you know, and so he's really helped me to be intentional in doing that and to use wisdom with what I post online. So that way my ministry can be effective to anyone that comes across it, you know, so that way people can receive. We never want to turn people off, you know, with the gospel of Jesus Christ, just because of something that we just threw out there because of what we were feeling. So we're very intentional about doing that. Um, So that way, again, people can just receive from it. Now, obviously there's going to be people that don't agree with what's being said, or they're just, you know, against it. They don't want to hear, you know, anything about that God stuff. And that's on them um, if they don't want to hear it. And so we kind of let that just be what it is. Um, But as for me, even just handling being on social media, um, I'm very uh, mindful of who I follow. I think Mm -hmm. that's, you know, a big part. Um, to me, who you follow um, really reflects who you're letting influence your life and who you're becoming. And I think that's a big part. You know, um, I take that even seriously, even when it comes to my music. Um, I don't follow um, any secular artists, not because I think all secular artists are bad um, or that all their music is, is you know, not not good. But I try to be careful of what is influencing me, because whatever influences me, that's going to come through me. Yeah. And so I'm mindful of who I follow of who I let influence me. And that really helped me too. When I log on to Instagram, what's coming across my feed, what's getting into my mind, what's making me think certain things or maybe doubt certain things. I always try to follow people that I um, can be edified through or they encourage me or they inspire me. Um, and I just try to be intentional with doing that. And I found that that really helps when it comes to, like you said, kind of the mind games of things that can be there. And so intentionality is, is a big word for me in a lot of the things that I do, whether it's what I'm putting out or what I'm taking in. Yeah. Well. What you're absorbing and listening to and watching and yeah, no, I totally yeah. get that. Totally makes sense. Um, and just speaking of like intentionality, I can tell that you're very intentional about the things that you do. So, you know, you've had podcasts, you make music, you preach, you have um, a youth revival and you're passionate about different things. You write books. I mean, I can keep going on, but I need to breathe because you just say, so you just do so many things. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, my question now is really the practicalities. And I was um, speaking to you earlier about what we do at CHH. And part of it is equipping the next generation of female ministers. So people that want to be artists, people that feel a call on their lives, people that want to understand what they're getting themselves into, basically, that don't want to just jump into, oh, my music's on Spotify. My question for you, that sounded so shady. It was not supposed to be shady. Like, get your music on Spotify, guys. But yeah, you know, that's not all it is. Um, my question to you, and just in a bit to help these people, is just to ask how important diversification of what you do, so business, enterprise, is important in sustaining a living for people. So I know you actually do ministry full time, you know, and that's a lot of people's dreams. Like you were saying before, people see you and they're like, oh my gosh, she's living her dream. Like she gets to just wake up and like write books and wake up and preach. Um, but obviously that didn't just happen overnight. Like you said, your parents gave up a lot like sacrifice a lot and I I I feel when you were talking about the story I was like oh my gosh flashbacks because yeah I totally get it 
Um, yeah. But what I would like from you is just to talk about the journey you had to do, you know, to diversify yourself, to make sure that it was actually feasible for you to do this full time. Yeah. Do, do you mean in a practical way of like the business side of, of, of what I do and actually creating that or personally of like managing all the things that I do? I mean both, but I think a lot of people um, like our, our age would want to start, you know, music or want to start ministry, but you know, it's like, okay, I still need to have a nine to five to make sure I can live or breathe and like, or, you know, I can't live at home. Like I, I personally don't live at home. So I'm, I still have like a nine to five as, alongside like the creative things that I feel God is calling me to do. Just a conversation of what can like help these people that are looking to do um, ministry full time, essentially, but you know, we still need to leave it, live in this earthly vessel that we are in. So yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think the way I want to approach that is I, I really think, you know, that the church can do more to really help some of these young artists. That's a really, that's a, a really big thing for us in our ministry. And my dad has shared that a lot that, you know, artists, and, and I'll say this to any artist that's listening or watching this right now, you are, you are a missionary, really. You are a missionary. You are on a mission to reach people with the message that you're ministering through your music. You, your music is going places that you'll never even go, you know? And so I think if the church begins to see artists more as missionaries and evangelists, I mean, when a Christian artist is on a stage at a concert or a festival with all these that's evangelism. You are spreading the gospel through your music. And if the church begins to see artists as that, I think there would be more backing and more support that comes behind artists because that's what a lot of artists are are missing. I, I think a lot of artists have the creativity. Mm-hmm. They have the, 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 their mind is moving. There's so many things they want to do. I mean, God is just giving it to them because that's what their gifts are. But the church is called to back and support and send them out. And I think if the church gets a greater revelation of that, many artists won't struggle the way that some are struggling um, because of that support and that backing. And so I think it's a two part. I think it's one, the church waking up and getting that revelation that there needs to be more done within the church to help artists do that. But then it's also important for artists to not pull away from the church. Mm. Stay in your church. Stay plugged into your local church. Stay a part of it because God blesses that. Anything, and, and, and I want some of you, again, uh, you know, we're having this conversation, but I know that there's some people that are watching this right now, and I'm, I'm talking directly to you. Anytime you pull yourself, and you got to hear this, anytime you pull yourself out of the church or you come away from uh, 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 the local church, the herd, the flock, God's, God's people, you pull yourself out of that you are positioning yourself into a place of rebellion. And I'm going to be honest with you, God's hand is not on rebellion. When you pull yourself out of that, I'm going to run off and do my own thing. God doesn't work that way. We have to stay submitted to our covering. You have to stay submitted to a pastor. You have to stay submitted to a spiritual father or mother. Why? Because God is entrusting you with his word. God is entrusting you with his message. God is entrusting you with his gospel. You are a representation of Jesus Christ. And if you are not submitted to a covering, you might go out and do your own thing. And now you're not representing it because of the lack of accountability and covering that you have. And so it's very important for artists to stay connected. And I think when you do that, 
When you honor the Lord, God honors you. And I think when you do that in honoring God and staying submitted and staying covered and staying involved in your local church, that's when God comes in and his supernatural provision comes yeah. in. So no matter what you were able to figure out on your own, I think so many people are scrambling. If I got to get all my ducks in a row and I got to figure this out. When you honor God, God honors you. That's when his supernatural provision comes where he can open doors. He can make a way where there is no way. He can lead, guide, and direct you. He can have favor where you get favor with people, where people begin to sow into your music ministry. And it's like, God, you are just providing for me. No different than you, Paula, where you are honoring God with this podcast that you're doing. And what is God doing? He is sending you people to help support the ministry and vision that he's given you. Why? Because you chose to honor him. When we honor the Lord, God will honor us and his favor and his hand will be upon us and he will prosper what you are doing because you are remaining in a place of honor, submission to the covering that God has put you under, submitted to your your spiritual uh, uh, father and mother, and you're staying within that place. That's very important for artists because I know you would love for me to tell you, this is a way that you can make money doing this. This is a stream of income. This is what you can do. You can do that if you want, but you only go so so far because that's only with your natural hand. Yeah. You need the supernatural hand of God on your life that's going to give you favor that supersedes what you could ever do on your own. And that only comes by remaining within the principles that God has set up in his word mm. to stay under that covering and stay submitted within your local church. And everybody said, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. Wow. No, that, that was, that was. Come on. I think sometimes as Christians, we do um, we do forget the spiritual aspects of this. We do forget that, hey, like as much as we are human beings with like our day to day, we're also like heavenly beings. Like we are also children of God. Like we also have, you know, the out, more than just the now, you know, and we forget like, hey, we can actually bring this to God and hey, we can actually bring this to our, our family of believers. You know, we can. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're so right about a lot of us doing things solo. Been there, you know, I can come to the altar. It's, that's me. You know, I tried to do it myself. I tried. I said, oh, I'm doing it for the Lord, but I tried by myself. I tried. And then I remembered what you said about us being submitted to obedience under him. And he makes things work out. And he does. He honors his word. He always does. So, yeah, I mean, your life is literally living proof of that. So I think if anyone needs and And what I do is it is an extension of our church. Mm-hmm. So people, sometimes people think that I'm just out here having my own ministry. No, my ministry is a sub-ministry of my church. It's called Church of Joy. It's a sub-ministry of Church of Joy. And so it is an extension. It is a an outreach of our ministry that we do. That's why my ministry is at success successful as it is in what I'm doing, because I'm not just out here doing it on my own. It is a mission of the house of what God has called all of us to do. And I go out as an extension at my church, they support and they back what I do, which I'm so grateful for. That's why I pray that the church opens its eyes to support artists because Mm -hmm. I, 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 I pray, I'm like, Lord, if every artist had the same situation that I have, and I know I am blessed. I am greatly blessed. And and, and it is a privilege to be able to have what God has given me within our church. Every artist had that kind of backing, the impact we would be making, the the artists that would be just equipped with everything they need. It would be incredible. But it's the church waking up to see that. And then the artists as well. 
always honoring the church and staying submitted in that place because that's very important. And we, we, we drift away from that sometimes. Sometimes we get mad at the church. We don't like the church. We, you know, we have our bad experiences in the church. But I say the church is the most perfect, imperfect place that you could ever be. You'll go everywhere. And there will always be imperfection because we're human and we all, we all are sinners. We all, we, we don't get it right. We're all imperfect, but the church is the most perfect, imperfect place that you could ever be. I'm just going to, I'm going to pause and just let, let that sink in, you know? Wow. Wow. No. Yeah. You are so, you're on it. And it's so, it's such a necessary time to hear that, especially because a lot of people have become disconnected from their churches, not even due to their own fault, you know, just with like us not being able to meet in, in, in person, you know, everything going online and it's just not being the same. So it's been a very easy to drift away from your church as well, or from the church yeah. as well. So hearing that is a word in season, basically, because I think Amen. even as the world slowly creeps towards normality or some kind of version of normality, right. people desire to go back to church and go back to like family and community and, you know, reconnect with that or even find the right place that they're supposed to be that they can serve properly and also feel like they find um, love and support as well so yeah thank you for sharing your heart on that for real honestly I really enjoyed talking to you and yeah I feel like we're just like we're so we're so insane we could literally sit here and talk for ages but um, as we kind of creep towards the end I would love for you to share your heart in what you would love people to um, leave here understanding about you and your ministry and also just an, your yeah, your idea for like legacy. What would you like to be known for? You know, what would you like your name to be associated with? Those are just kind of the questions I like to end these types of interviews with. Yeah, you know, my foundational scripture and message of everything that I do, of everything, you know, that I share, that I minister, that I preach on, and I preach on all types of things, you know, I'll minister all types of message. But at the core of everything that I minister, it comes from the verse, Psalms 27, verse four, where it says, one thing I desire, this only do I seek after to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. And that scripture has been the foundation of my life Mm. and my ministry when I was young and I've I've mentioned my dad a lot in here with that I love honoring him because I'm so grateful for all that he has done for me and has helped me with but when I was young I went to my dad and growing up in church I'm sure you can relate to this that you hear so many testimonies of people coming in and you hear just how God has redeemed people and in just incredible just testimonies of I was, you know, out here doing this and that and God saved me and we just celebrate and rejoice. I went to my dad one day and I was like, dad, I'm like, I don't have a testimony. I'm like, what, what, what will I ever tell people? I'm just, I've just grown up in the church. I'm like, I just love God. I'm like, I am not you know, I, I don't want to go out there. Like, I don't, I don't want to go out into the world and, you know, all, all this stuff that can happen out there. I'm like, I just, I'm like, what will I be able to ever tell people? And my dad looked at me and he said, Maddie, the greatest testimony that you could ever have is to say that you have served God all the days of your life. And when he told me that, it meant so much. 
And the greatest test, him saying it's the greatest, that doesn't mean that it's better. So I always clarify that. I'm not saying it's a better testimony. Every testimony is incredible because it speaks to the glory of God and what God has done for you. But I believe it's so great because that's what God intends for us. And I share this message and I strive to live my life like this and to share it with other young people. Because I think this world can try to tell us that we need to go out and experience this. Or you need to go out and live a little, or you need to go out and, you know, you just, you just can't relate to everyone because you just haven't been through it. And, you know, I, I've grown up in the church. I've, I've not been perfect. I've made my mistakes, but something in me just never let me, it was the Lord, the Holy Spirit, never let me cross certain lines in my life where I just walked away from God, or I just really went out there. And I thank God, number one, for preserving me and protecting me from ever crossing certain lines within my life. And I've always wondered, like, why God? Like, like, why has this been my life? Mm. He's like, Maddie, he's like, I just, these are my conversations with God. He's like, I just, if you'll keep living your life like this for me, I'll use you and I'll use your testimony, the testimony thought that you thought you didn't have. I'll use that to share with other young people, kids, teens, young adults, whoever, that are maybe sitting in church or maybe know about God or even pastor's kids that sit there feeling insecure of, I just, I don't know who I am. I'm in church. I love God, but everyone else is doing all this other stuff Mm. and it'll speak to them and it will encourage them and empower them to know that your life of loving God and living your life for him is the greatest life that you could ever live. It's the greatest testimony you could ever have. I love when I get to sit and minister to people that have gone through things that I've never gone through. And sometimes people think, well, how could you ever minister to them? You haven't gone through it. Let me ask you this. Did Jesus have to sin to minister to sinners? Did Jesus have to have gone out there and experienced what someone else has experienced just to be able to set them free? Mm -hmm. No. The same way I'm able to sit with people and say, I can't tell you what it's like to do drugs and to have sex before marriage and to be in prison or to get caught up with this or to have gone out to parties and have gotten drunk. I've never experienced any of those things ever. And I've never gone through that. But what I can tell you is I can tell you how to not do that. I can tell you how to not go into the world. I can tell you how to not sell out. I can tell you how to live your life for God. I can tell you how to resist temptation. I can tell you how to be passionate about God. I can tell you how to be confident in what you believe in, not giving in to what the world says you should believe in. That's what I can tell you. And if you want me to tell you that, then I will, because there's so many other people that will tell you what not to do. But I am here to tell you what you can do, because I have seen God through the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me caused me to make certain decisions that as a young person, I would not have been able to make if it wasn't for God. I can tell you how to do that. I can tell you how to be obedient. I can tell you how to be submitted to the word of God. I can tell you how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I can tell you how to be on fire for God, where you don't care what anybody says, but you are just going after God with such passion and zeal and fire. That's what I can tell you. And that's what I want to be remembered for. Someone that was so passionate and bold and unashamed and confident about her faith that it didn't matter what anybody thought. It didn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter what anybody says. This is how I plan on living my life for the rest of my days. 
And this is what I want this young generation to get. No matter how old you are, no matter if you're a child, you're a teen, you're a young adult, or maybe you're an adult listening to me, you're still part of the young generation, just join on in. Whoever you are, I'm here to tell you that and empower you to live the life that God has created you to live. I'm not going to tell you all the things that you shouldn't do. If you do what you should do, you'll never fall into those things. If you live out that life, if you listen to the Holy Spirit, if you understand who the Holy Spirit is, and I, I could start preaching right now on the Holy Spirit, but I know we're running out of time. But if you just submit yourself to God and you choose, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Number one, I'm not leaving the church. That's a big thing because young people want to leave the church. I'm not going to leave the church. I understand the order of why God established a church. We are to be raised up, equipped, and sent out. That's what the church is for. And so we have to dwell in God's house. Yeah. Second, I'm going to gaze upon his beauty because the more I see him, the more I know who I am. And lastly, I'm going to seek him all the, in his temple, all the days of my life, I'm going to seek after him because if I continue to seek him, I won't seek after all these other things. Yeah. And the word of God says that when you seek after the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. Yeah. I don't have need of anything. I don't sit in my room crying out, say, God, I just don't see you. No, because I am constantly seeking his kingdom seeking after his righteousness, and God always meets me right according to where my faith is at. He meets me right there, and he leads me, he guides me, he directs every single step that I take. So if you didn't hear anything else that I said this entire podcast, maybe you just skip to the end because it was getting too long for you. I hope that you leave having heard what I said, that out of everything, no matter what your dream is, no matter what your goals are, no matter what your giftings are of what you want to do in life, you need to seek after the Lord, mm. live your life for him. At the end of the day, that's all that matters is that you loved him and that you lived for him and that you served him all the days of your life. And you can do that because everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to you by getting to know the Holy Spirit. Draw close to the spirit of God mm. and he will empower you to do all that you could not even do on your own. That's such an interesting way to want your legacy to be. I think that's such a selfless and genuine way. And it's so, it's so refreshing to hear and such a blessing and an edification to me, dear. So how do we, as fans, stay in touch with what you're up to? Yeah, well, you can follow me online. I'm mostly on Instagram. That's where I am a lot of the time. So you can follow me on Instagram at official Maddie Ray. Um, I dabble on TikTok every now and then. Okay. So, but if you want to, yeah, it's, it's that. But <laughs> I would encourage you to follow me or subscribe on YouTube. Um, I put out a lot of obviously content on there, but that's also where we do our encounter live broadcast. So if you're interested in tuning in, um, Every single Friday night, it's uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So if you saw me on this podcast um, and you followed me on Instagram, please send me a message. That way I know yeah. who you are and I can encourage you and pray for you. I try to stay really connected with people that reach out on there to read messages and to respond. Um, I'm a big, uh, big voice message person. Nice. So uh, that's fun. So if you reach out, you'll probably get a voice message because I, I am not one to just write out a long text. Like, nope. Obviously, you can see I like to talk a lot. And so I'll send you a voice message on there. But those are all the ways that you can find everything that I'm doing and that you can keep in touch. Hi guys, I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, make sure to leave a like rating wherever you're listening to this and to follow us on Instagram at shehhpodcast.